Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Today, I want to talk to you about three faith words. Three faith words. Somebody say three faith words. Yeah, three faith words. Here's the first word. This is big. Decide. Somebody say decide. Did you know it all comes down to deciding? I remember the old song. We used to sing it at church sometimes, not, not so often in the church I grew up with, with dad and mom, our personal church, you know, the, the church that my parents were pastoring. But I heard it in a lot of other churches, and that was, I have decided to follow Jesus. Do you guys remember that song? Barry, go ahead and turn on the music. I'm going to sing to this. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jen, Jen's eyes would be like this. She would be mortified. In fact, though, I'm going to wrap it. No, the song says, I've decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. It goes on to say, though none go with me, still I will follow. No turning back, no turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus. You have decided. Nobody made me serve God. You say, man, well, growing up, y'all had to go to church. Sure, but did you know I could have gone to church my whole life with my parents and decided I'm not going to serve God. I'll go to church, but I'm not going to obey. I'm not going to do anything. And when I'm old enough, I'm going to do what I want. But mom and dad taught me well enough and exposed me to enough of the word. And I was reading the word even in high school when I struggled the most. That I knew, I said, no, no, God is real. God is real. I've seen his power. He is real. And I am, I am making a decision. At a young age, I decided I will follow God no matter what. I won't make excuses. People like to leave God for some reason. None of y'all. People like to leave God and take breaks from God when they go through hard times. That doesn't make any sense now, does it? Hard times mean you got to press into God. Hard times mean you got to get closer to God. So you've got to decide. As believers, we decide to believe. Let's go to Proverbs 16, 9. This is in the New King James Version. All right? Proverbs 16, 9. Look at this. It says, a man's heart plans his way, right? Man or woman. People, they plan their own way sometimes. They decide, right? This says, but the Lord directs his steps. Other translation says the Lord establishes their steps. So you can decide, and you have a choice in the matter. You do. I can prove it to you with the Garden of Eden. You say, no, God decides everything for us. No, God told Adam and Eve, he said, look, you can have everything, but don't mess with that one tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't mess with that one. That's it. Human nature, even when it's decent, have you noticed? Even decent human nature, we don't know how decent it is now, according to Scripture, right? We're, we're conceived in sin. We have to accept Jesus. But even decent people, they always go, well, yeah, this is all great, but why can't I have that? You ever been that way before? I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. God gave you a good husband or wife. Why are you looking at other people? I wish, yeah, that dude that you think is hunk of the year, his breath stinks. He needs deodorant too. And he might be a punk. And he might be a wimp who rides a fence. I don't like fence riders. The only time I like fence riders is if they're grinding on a skateboard or doing parkour. That stuff's cool. 
But don't ride the fence with God. I want to tell you today, as a man of God, and I feel the authority of God today, speaking to those watching online and those in the house, it's time for you to decide. Stop playing games with God. Don't fake people out. you got people at work watching you. Sometimes they're like, they're a believer. They're not. They're cussing with me. They're not. They're watching dirty stuff. They're not. They're, come on. It's time to decide. My question is, what are we waiting for? It would be terrifying. It would be terrifying to, not, to play games with God and not have a chance repent, to repent and not make it to heaven. That would be terrifying. That is a terrifying thought to me. People say, no, but no, I'm, I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. And that's scriptural. But then they're like, you know, I just drink a little bit with my people, man. I just, I just say a few cuss words to blend in. I laugh at dirty jokes. No, God is coming back for a holy church. Jesus said, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith? What does that mean? Faith says, I'm going to obey. Faith says, I'm not going to live in sin. Faith says, I'm not going to have sex outside of marriage. Man, I don't know who I'm talking to today. This was not part of the plan. I don't care if you're mad at me. You can take it up with God. Because I've been seeking God and praying and writing down stuff. And number one here is decide. You need to decide. You want to take the curse off your life? You need to get out of, here. this is simple. This sounds old school this morning. Get out of sin. Had a guy years ago, he said, oh, no, no, it, it, Scripture's okay with people just uh, sleeping around outside of marriage. No. And let me go back to some basics. Marriage is between a man and a woman. It's not between three women or a man and two women or a man. One guy in California years ago, he said, I'm going to marry my laptop. That's not marriage. Makes me want to get the laptop and break it over his hard head. Like, bro, wake up. Not that I would do that. That's just to make sure you're still listening. But God's speaking to people in this house. I can tell by how quiet it got. I thank God I had people in my life, dad, mom, other ministers, men and women of God over the years. And man, they would point right at me. They'd come to preach and they'd point at me and go, hey, you need to get right. Y'all think it's tough this morning? And I got some tough words. I'd be in church sitting in the front row, a young, young pastor's son. And people go, hey, God showed me some stuff about you. I'm all, oh, my gosh. I repent. Lord, don't tell him much. Don't tell him any details. You need to decide already. You say, what does that have to do with faith? Without a decision, you're just stuck. You're just stuck. Scripture says, choose today. Someone say, choose today. You think that's just for the world? That's for believers. Did you know that was, that was given to believers at the time in the Old Testament? They were the people of God. Was, was that Joshua who said, choose this day who you will serve? He said, me and my family, we're going to serve God. But are y'all going to start worshiping the other gods? And people, they get religious as Christians sometimes. They get real pious and sanctimonious and they go, I don't worship idols. Yeah, but God's not first. So you do. We've all had idols. I have. And I don't mean just American Idol, but what an unfortunate name, right? American Idol. Think about that. Idols are things people make to bow down to. Here's what you need to do. You need to bow down only to Jesus. You need to decide. Number one, you decide you're going to believe. And when you believe, you obey God. For so long, I've seen people, man. And hey, over the years, I was a youth pastor. 20, wow. Wow. Going on 21 
years ago, I first started youth pastoring, and I didn't, I didn't go as long as John. John is a Navy SEAL. He's been youth pastoring since um, August of 2004. Is that right? <laughs> I was just regular Army, I guess. I served two years and left. <laughs> but uh, but um, John's Special Forces. But I remember, man, even as youth pastor, I deal with kids. And, and you know what the goal was of many teenagers back then? I can't speak for them now, but I know human nature is how much can I get away with and still go to heaven? Can I do that? Can I do this? Can I get my weird on on the weekends and then come back in and just kind of stumble in and give, throw, up, throw up some sorry thing to God and then the rest, give the rest of the week to myself and the devil? No, you got to... Man, I was not planning on going in this direction. I don't know where this came from. Help me, Lord. But you've got to decide. Today's the day of decision. And some of you, God's already dealing with your hearts. I don't know who you are. But he's dealing with your hearts, and he's messing with you today. And you're going, how did Pastor Matt know? I don't know. I don't know the details of your life right now. Unless you've shared them with me, unless you've sat down with me and said, here's what's going on, I have no clue. And I don't have any details right now up here. I just know that someone needs to hear this on the live stream or in this house that they need to decide. And we'll know next week if there's 20, 20 less people here. But remember, it's not a real big church. I'll know who you are. I'll remember your face. And I have a good memory. I have a good memory. So if you're not here next week, I'm going to assume it's because you got convicted and you didn't like what I said. So I plan on seeing everyone here next week. That's tricky, huh? But you're like, I got to work, Pastor. Okay, well, I'll see you the following week. You got to work on deciding and choosing. Choose, man. Choose today who you're going to serve, Joshua said. Let's go to Proverbs 8, 6. 8, 6. And, and you know what? I'm the wrong person to tell. Oh, yeah, Pastor, but I do this, but I have faith. Don't, I'm the wrong person to tell that. Don't, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. I know none of y'all do in here. But, I mean, I've, I've heard so many things over the years that, and I'm not old enough to have heard it all, but I've heard a lot of it. And I'm like this sometimes. People are talking, I'm just like this. My wife has even told me over there, she's a baby, close your mouth. I'm going like this. Oh, I'm sorry. I was trying to get more oxygen, right? Look at this. Listen to me. This is wisdom speaking in the book of Proverbs. Wisdom has been personified here or made into a given human characteristics. Listen to me, for I have important things to tell you. Wisdom is just the Spirit of God speaking, really. Everything I say is right. For I speak the truth and detest every kind of deception. My advice is wholesome. There is nothing devious or crooked in it. My words are plain to anyone with understanding, clear to those with knowledge. Hmm. I love this. Choose my instruction rather than silver. Did you catch that word choose? This is wisdom right here. And wisdom, remember the, the beginning of, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's what scripture says. Say, how do I get wisdom? You start to respect God and there's things you just won't do because you honor God. Right? That's, that's what Scripture says. Psalms and Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So here, wisdom is saying by the Spirit of God, choose my instruction rather than silver. Choose. Choose to be wise. Say, how do I choose to be wise? 
Watch this. You'll know this answer real quick. Y'all are, y'all are sharp people. Look at this. Is it wise to go 60 miles per hour through a school zone? No. But I've seen grown tail adults driving down the street 60 miles per hour through a school zone. Half-baked. We're like, what? I'm glad I wasn't standing in the middle of the road. Glad there weren't any kids. Right? You got to choose. There's some things that are just, they should be common sense, but they're not anymore. That's why you need God's word. Choose my instruction rather than silver and knowledge rather than pure gold. Knowledge rather than pure gold. Choose my instruction and knowledge. Wow. So you can decide. Faith is a decision. Did you know forgiveness is a decision? Some of you, it's time to forgive now as believers. You call yourself believers, and I know you are. We've all had a battle with forgiveness here and there because that's just life. You've got to learn to forgive people. Jesus talked about it all the time. We've got to forgive. Everyone in this house has been hurt or wronged or felt betrayed by someone. Everyone. And if you, let me just say this right now. If you've been a believer some amount of time and you're just struggling with that and you haven't decided yet, it's time to grow up spiritually. We used to do a class, I think Barry used to do a a class called Growing Up Spiritually. Say, that's so offensive. Are you calling me a baby? But choose, you you got to choose. I have to forgive. I've had seasons, man, where I felt a little bitter. You? I'm like, they shouldn't have done that, though, Lord. You know, the conversations y'all have had with God, who knows, huh? God destroy a man. I mean, who knows? God, you saw the way they burned me, man. Burn their hair off or some crazy thing. No, people, people pray crazy stuff. I mentioned in Bible study, y'all have heard it over the years. Years ago, look at, look at how people are. This is not faith. This is being off, just not forgiving or something, something crazy. A woman came to dad. Dad thought she was going to give him something real spiritual. She said, Pastor, be in agreement with me. Y'all already know. It's, I haven't even said it yet. Pastor, be in agreement with me. Y'all probably heard it in the spiritual warfare class, but he, this has been, dad was probably younger than me. Yeah, I think he was younger than me when the, the lady told him. He was pastoring already. The lady said, Pastor, be praying with me that God kill my husband. She said, I'm going to get a younger one. What? That's not how God works. I mean, you want to break the marriage vows, take off. That's between you and God. That's terrible, but be praying for God to kill somebody. Can you imagine? Scripture says, pray for those who use you. Do good to those that persecute you. You've got to decide. Faith is a decision. Forgiveness is a decision. We make decisions all day long. Why not decide to believe? Why not? I woke up this morning. It's not oil-filled hours or anything, so you're not going to be impressed. But I woke up this morning at 7 a.m. It was right. It was like 7 a.m. on the dot, maybe a minute or two. It was just right around 7 a.m. I woke up, and I decided it's time to get up. Then I I, I decided, without even thinking hardly, I need to put on some clothes, take these crazy dogs outside before they start bothering people. And I thought, I need to feed the one that's always hungry. That's Izzy. So I said, I'm going to feed her. And I had another decision. It's freezing, but I'm going to bundle up and sit outside with them for a while so they have some outside time. They're golden retrievers, so 
They're hyperactive. They got to go play. They go sniff things. It's important. Can you imagine you woke up in the morning and you're all... That'd be weird, but that's a decision too. You got to decide, man, so decide to believe. I decide, I decided, I decided, and I was a little frustrated, a little grumpy this morning because I wasn't here at the time I wanted to be. I set out, and I, <laughs> I made myself late. Couldn't blame anybody, couldn't blame the angels in heaven or my wife or the weather. I just didn't make it on time today. On time to me is 8, 8.30 a.m. I just... I, used to be earlier, but that, that's the time. And so I got here a little late. It was closer to 9. I was a little frustrated. But I decided. And knowing I was late, I didn't speed to the church either. Can you imagine? People do that, though. People decide. One, one guy told me, he's not in here right now. One guy told me, he's told me this more than once. He said, man, he said, sorry I was late. It's the traffic. He's told me that before. I don't know why y'all aren't laughing. Y'all use that excuse too? It's Hobbs. You leave 15 minutes earlier and there's like 100 less cars. Well, there's probably just 100 cars anyway. But he told me this several times. He said, oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's traffic. I'm like, you left late. <laughs> it wasn't the traffic. Decide. Decide. Number two, this is very important. These are faith words, man. Hope. We've been talking about hope. Let's go to Romans 15, 13. You'll like this. Romans 15, 13. For even, oh, that's Romans 15, 3. You thought I wouldn't notice, but I did. Romans 15, 13. Look at this one. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope. You see that? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's do that verse again. Let's do that verse again. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace. Who's the source of hope? Y'all still with me? I don't want anybody nodding off this morning. I remember one time I was in Austria, in the heart of Europe. I was driving, and I kid you not, the light changed. I've had a similar story recently, right? But it, this is a little different. The light changed to green, and I didn't go right away, and so the dude's laying on his horn behind me, and like practically on my bumper. Beep, beep. And I thought, what a jerk. I almost pushed the whole podium over. Beep. I was like, what a jerk. I can't wait till I give him a dirty look when he passes me. It's been about 17 years ago, 18 years ago, actually, 2003. And the guy, he, he zooms past me, and he's an older man. I was like, what? I was looking at him, and you know what he did to me? He couldn't wait half a second. You know what he did to me? I was at the light there, and it changed, and it wasn't fast enough for him that I was moving. He went like this. I was like, man, I can't even be mad. I'm a man. You know, what do you do when you can't say anything? Man, shut up. So stay with me. Don't fall asleep or I'm going to go. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely. Someone say completely. What does completely mean? All of you. 
with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow, overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. You remember that verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says, faith, hope, and love? And the greatest, but the greatest of these is love. But can you imagine hope made the top three up there with faith and love? Because without hope, you can't have any faith. Let's go to Psalm 39.7. Psalm 39.7. I pray that God, the source of hope, right? That's in, that's in Romans 15.13. Will fill you with joy and peace, right? Because he is the God of hope. But look at this. Psalm 39.7 says, And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? <laughs> I believe the psalmist is asking, Where else could I put my hope? Not in the stock market. Not in the government. Not in, not in money. No, uh Where else could I put my hope? He, the psalmist says, my only hope is in you. That's it. Your only hope is in God. Your only hope. Wow. So you make a decision, number one. You make a decision. I don't think I'm going to get through all, all three of my points today. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You make a decision. Deciding is so powerful. Let's be real. Let me talk to the ladies in here right now. This is for everybody, but let me just kind of single out the ladies a little bit. Ladies, how many times have you said, that's it, I'm done? Really? Oh, hands went up. Okay. All right. Ladies, go ahead. You said, man, who, it may have been a relationship. It may have been a job or something. Ladies, let's see. Raise your hand. You said, nope, that, today is it. Let me see your hands, ladies. I remember mom making some of those decisions. I was off. What did I do as the oldest sometime? It didn't work, but I'm all. Why are you mad at me? It's Jonathan and Elaine. And sometimes it, it really was, but, you know, I was the oldest. But usually, dad would, you know what dad would say about me? And this is who I am. It, it really is. I'd say, dad, I did not do that. And he'd say, no, I know you didn't do it directly, but you're a, this is a quote. Maybe he remembers. He'd say, you're a big instigator. <laughs> Dad was working on my vocabulary when I was so young. He said, you're a big instigator. I'm all instigator. He's all, yeah, you incite people to do stuff. You're starting stuff. I'm all, they did it, though, so. <laughs> they don't have any self-control. <laughs> if the devil came and told them something, should they do it, you know? If I can do anything to, today, if I can inspire or incite or instigate today, I want to I compel you to decide that it's time. You've waited long enough. What are we waiting for now? Say, no, well, I'll serve God when, uh, when the next check comes in. No, if you, don't, if you don't serve God when there's no check, you won't survive when the next check comes in. Say, no, I'll survive. I mean, I will, I will, I will, I will serve God when... This happens, or when that, no, it's now. Scripture says today is the day of salvation. Today, today, now. Don't put it off. Do you know how many times people have told me over the years, yeah, you know, man, I'm, I'll just, you know, I'll just do it later. Not everybody has a chance to repent. Not everybody has a chance to 
to redeem the days once they've missed out on all that God had for them. And there is nobody in here that is too old or too young to serve God right now. God says in the book of Isaiah, he said, I will be your God when you're young, and I will carry you and take care of you and rescue you. I'll be your God when you're old and you're gray-headed. Or you're older and you're bald-headed. That's my version. But he said, I will be your God. Only the bald guy laughed at that, I noticed. I will be your God. Now and forever, he will take care of you. And, and then you go to heaven. And don't ever believe this lie. Don't ever believe this lie. This is why deciding now to serve God, get in the word, take spiritual warfare, take the class that uh, Sister Adrian is offering about forgiveness, um, be part of Surge, be part of our discipleship, be, be part of a connect group. Why do you decide? Why? Why is it so important to decide now? Because we have to, Scripture says we must redeem the time. Because the days are evil. More than ever, the days are evil. It's going to get better and better for you, but it's going to get worse and worse for the world. Pastor's been saying this lately. There's two messages. There's a message of judgment for the world that will not repent. And that goes for even phony believers who will not repent. They're, they're living just like the world, so you can't tell the difference. There's judgment for those who won't serve God or repent. But there's a message of hope and glory and joy and triumph for God's church. There is. You say, who is the church of God? Is it the Baptist? Is it the uh, Methodist? Is it the Presbyterian? They're the church of God. No, is it the Catholic church? Is it the, no, the church of the living God, according to scripture, is the bride of Christ. And it is everyone who is a believer, period. Period. Those who say, Jesus is my savior and I will serve him. That's who the church is. That's you. That's why you have to decide. And did you know you have to decide every day? I had to come back to decision. I, man, I'm, I tried to go into hope and praise God we got into that a little bit, but man, something about decision. Today is Decision Sunday for some reason. I don't know what is on the horizon, but it's time to decide. And don't be passive. There's different types of personalities. I understand that, but you can't be passive and just go, you know what? Well, I'll just tomorrow. Tomorrow's just out of your reach all the time, isn't it? There was a saying in Mexico years ago where they, in Spanish class. I'll never forget this. They said, some girl said, yeah, I went, to, I went to Mexico and there was a sign that said, mañana nunca viene, tomorrow never comes. I'm all, well, I see that. It comes, but then there's another tomorrow and there's another tomorrow. Don't put it off anymore. Say, what are you talking about? We're talking about faith, but if we're really truly talking about faith, it means make it right with that person today. Forgive today. Make that phone call today. You've been blaming them? Well, you were part of it, maybe. Maybe you weren't. But maybe you just need to make it right with them. Jesus said, those that go to the altar and offer a gift to God, but they remember someone has something against them, they need to leave their gift at the altar, go make it right with them, and then come back and offer that gift to God. And, you know, there are those it's rare, but there are those. No matter what you do, it ain't going to be right to them, but you just make sure your heart is right. You say, I, I love you. I did my best. Can we talk? No, I ain't talking to you. Okay, God bless you. I love you. I, I said that already, right? But God bless you. I love you again, and I'm praying for you, and maybe later. You let God work on people. You let God, but don't put it off. I mean, what are you waiting for? The inauguration? Well, you can't go anyway, so.
You can't go to the inauguration, no matter who they're inaugurating. Inaugurating. What are we waiting for? No, you know, I'm, I know. I'm going to wait till um, I get my tax refund. People are like that. It's always something else. I'm all, what? I say, hey, why haven't you been at Bible study? Well, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for, no. Uh-uh. Start now. Start today. Decide now. And there are, let me, let me address something in here. There are some folks in here, and I've been among you in this. And there are some of you who lost people this past year, and you're still grieving. That's normal. More than one, you say, that's just one person. No. We're going on three years that my mom passed away, and there's still grief there. Gotten easier in some ways, and some days I just, wow, Lord, but I decide. I decide. I say, God, I'm going to praise you. I just worship you because mom's in heaven. Praise God. But I got to help people with their grief. We got to help each other. Say, what is grief? It's a longing, intense longing for someone who's no longer here. And they can't make you glad anymore in person. They can't. All you have is memories. They can't even make you mad anymore. I guess all you can be mad about is they're mad that they're gone, right? But you can't stay there. You grieve, and that's normal. Did you know Jesus wept, and he grieved? Jesus! Lazarus died, Jesus wept, and then he went and raised him from the dead. Did you know when his cousin John the Baptist was beheaded? Sorry, that's pretty graphic. He was wiped out. The scripture says it. Jesus went alone. He left. When he heard that his cousin had died, he went alone. Why? He went to grieve and mourn. That's normal. But even in your grief, you can decide to be joyful. Say, how? Man, there's been times I was all alone in my truck crying. Missing someone, missing mom, missing someone who had gone on. But I felt hope. I felt, I felt excitement in me. I said, Lord, I'm going to grieve, but I know you're good. And it's going to be all right. Because you're faithful. So today, the weight, let the weight of this message settle in on you. You can decide to believe. You can decide to obey God. You can decide to live right. With God's help. You can't do it on your own. You know how that is. You've tried before on your own without God. I've been doing so good. I remember kids in junior high. We called it junior high back then, middle school. They would say crazy stuff like this. I remember we were at Heiser and they'd go, I did my good deed for the day. I never understood that. I was all, well, good for you. Bye. Someone gave me some Reese's Cups one time. They go, Matt, I, I remember you like those Reese's Cups. You can have that. I did my good deed for the day. I'm all, okay. Scripture says, do not be weary in well-doing. For after due season, you will reap what? If you don't faint. And you know what Proverbs says? If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. What does that mean? It's just, I give up. People, last year, people gave up on faith in God. They blamed God. That's, that's happened throughout history. They gave up. Jesus told Peter, he said, the devil, Satan has asked permission to sift you like wheat. Someone asked me in Bible study, they said, what does that mean? He's shaking. Satan has asked permission to shake your tail feather. I said, what? Yeah, he's going to mess with you. But then Jesus, Jesus told Peter, I have prayed that your faith may not fail. 
Man, I was at Thriftway the other day. And it happened suddenly, but all truth is parallel. This happens in the spirit realm. This happens among the people of God, where someone just faints and gives up on God. But we were in line, and I, I was next, and the dude was buying some groceries. I just remember he had a hat and some light hair. And he's buying groceries, and his, the way he was talking sounded odd to me. And I remember thinking, he's either on something or he's medicated. And he was harmless, but he's talking, and people in there knew him. And we're talking, and you know, you know what he did? He's right in front of me. I'm just like this. And I had somewhere to be, and this dude fainted. You got to go to the grocery store more, man. It's crazy in there. I, was, I just watched him, and he, he, did a, he did a move. Poor guy. He was there talking, and it sounded odd, and all of a sudden he fainted. He fell out, and he was holding on the counter. He spun around and just fell down. And somebody knew him. They're like, you okay? And I, I was checking on him too. Everybody was doing a good job. You know, I didn't need to be handling him or getting his face or anything. But they were helping him. He, just, he fainted. And they said, you okay? Have you, have you eaten? And somebody knew him. They called him by name. Hey, are you okay? He said, yeah, man, I took two of my pills today, man. And I messed up. I don't know what they were. I don't know what that meant. I don't know if it was medication or what. But he's all right. They got him stable or whatever. But... Man, he fainted. And did you know what happens that way? There's been times I'm running the race with all these believers I'm running. Scripture says the faith is a race, all right? Not a NASCAR race, but it's a marathon. It's a race. You're running, and there's people with me, and then I look, and they're gone. Like they fainted and fell out of the race. And I can't turn around too long because Scripture says those that turn around and look back for too long, they're not worthy. So I'm like, God bless you. I'm going to pray for you, man. We're going to keep going. I'm going to grab people by the hair, whatever I got to, pull them with me, right? I better not fall. They can't grab me. But I'm like, come on, we got to keep running. Sometimes you're dragging people. But in the race, people just drop out. They're done. They're just done. That's how it was that day at Thriftway. Everything's normal, and then he fainted. It happens that way in the faith. Don't be one of those people. Don't be weary in well-doing for in due season, in due season, in due season, you will reap if you don't grow weary. Don't, you will reap in due season. People, and it's crazy too. People will give up hope for stuff. Oh, we only got 600 from the government. Faint. <laughs> we only, they were, Trump was trying to do 2,000. <laughs> I had plans. I was going to renovate the restroom. No, restroom's way more than 2,000. Unless you're going to cover it in saran wrap or something. Restrooms are expensive, man. $2,000, do not be deceived. You wouldn't have done the restroom with $2,000. You may have gotten a new toilet. No, people, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, what's going on? Oh, Biden is the president-elect. President well, God knows what he's doing. Yeah, and Biden, I'm telling you. Anyway, <laughs> I think I said enough. But you've got to decide. No matter what, you decide. It's your decision. Don't you love the power that God has given you to decide? You can accept him or reject. And Scripture says even through Acts, you know, you know when people decided, you know what they did? It said the disciples came and spoke to him, and it says the people heard the word with gladness, and they believed they believed. Let's go ahead and pray today. 
Father, I thank you for your word. Father, I thank you for this opportunity and privilege. Lord, I thank you for your people who are in this house today, gathered in one accord to worship and to honor you. We've been talking about faith for weeks and weeks, God. And today I was talking to them about some faith words. I have to finish next week. But two of the faith, faith words were decide and hope. And Lord, that, we have a decision. If there's anybody joining us online or anybody in this house who says, I have never made Jesus the Lord of my life, that's number one. Or number two, they say, man, I've been backslidden. I've, been fallen, I've fallen away from God. I've blown him off and, and pushed him away. I accepted Jesus, but I haven't served him. I haven't lived like a believer. So if you've never accepted Jesus or you're not living like a believer and you should, I want you to raise your hand and I'm going to pray with you today. That's a, don't be ashamed. God bless you. Don't be a, man, I can always depend on my ladies. Y'all got guts and courage. God bless y'all. Okay, thank you, brother man. God bless you. God bless y'all. I want everybody in this house to repeat this prayer because I believe y'all are believers, but maybe you've struggled in some areas. The most powerful part of that is that you're admitting it to God. And it's only God knows. Only God saw your hand go up and me. And boy, I'm going to tell you right now, I love you and I respect you for it. Everybody in this house, repeat this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, forgive me for my sin. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. I want to live right. But I can't on my own. So I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Or, say this, I rededicate. I recommit my life to you, Lord. Save me from my sin. Save me from hell. Save me from my bad decisions and my past. I am free. I'm a child of God. Say it again. Those online too say, I'm a child of God. Say, God's hand rests upon me according to his word. Say this. Say, I believe Jesus died and rose again for me. And now I'm going to live like it. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. In Jesus' name. I want everybody looking at me now. We're going to close soon. I've gone a little longer than usual, but there were some things that had to be said today. If there's anyone in this house who says, you know what, Pastor Matt? There was something in that message for me. Would you snake, just put your hand up in there and say, man, God spoke to me some, some way in that message. There was something in there. Praise God. Thank you. Go ahead and stand to your feet. I want you to close your eyes again, and I'm going to just speak life over you right now. Right now. We know that God spoke life, Zoe, the life of God, into Adam and Eve. And in the same way, when you accept Jesus, you come to place your faith in the Lord, and you live as a believer, God breathes life in you. He breathes life on your situations. Father, I speak life and hope and excitement and joy over everyone in this house, God. I thank you that we collectively, as a church family, have decided to follow Jesus. Once and for all, you died on the cross and dealt with sin once and for all, and God, we have decided to follow you once and for all. And in that, we decide to believe. Someone whisper that to the Lord. Tell him, tell him, say, Lord, I, I believe. Go ahead, just tell him, say, I've decided to believe. Tell him now, tell him this, I've decided to obey your word. Go ahead, go ahead. Decided to obey your word, Lord. That's simple, but it's big. 
That's a big deal. Father, we thank you today for your people. I thank you for your word. I thank you for what you're doing here. You're developing through the spiritual warfare classes and this upcoming forgiveness class, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that you're doing something amazing, new, fresh, and real. We honor you today, Father God. We trust you. We give you glory as we worship you. And when it's time to leave this place, we leave praising you, God. And that's going to last today and tomorrow and the rest of this week, Father. We honor you. Thank you for what you've done through Jesus. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your presence. We give you praise today, God. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen.